Recorded live. Let's do that again. <laughs> Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org. It's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com. Where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. We have Dave Stagner in the house, y'all. Hey, Dave Stagner. Bro, cruel world. <laughs> Welcome to episode 570 of the Funny Music Podcast for May 20th, 2021. Title of this week's episode is Eep Orp Ah Menomena. So there. That means I love you. Or something like that, yes. Um, we have Dave Stagner with us. Uh, we will have a pre-recorded interview with uh, Bad Beth coming up later in the show. Um, and uh, let's get caught up. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Well, let me see. Um... Not much. I went to a MarsCon planning meeting, um, and basically all I can report there is that there we're planning for there to be another MarsCon. Um, Yay! So, I like so MarsCon. Um, aside from that, just working, and uh, when I'm not working, fighting against my uh, executive dysfunction to attempt to finish up this uh, highly important CN shorts pitch for the Dien and Darius uh uh, show idea I have or short idea that I have um, actually uh, working on some artwork right now the hard part of typing up all of the text about it uh, I've got done uh, so now I just got to finish up some more artwork and then arrange it all on a PDF that looks professional and and submit it so and as soon as I do that I need to get some other um, quick things done and I'm going to try to hop back into working on another one of these for a completely different idea because you know the, the, there's no reason for me to not uh, be making as many of these as I can while it's still open for me to submit stuff to um, and yeah that's about it uh, what have you been up to uh, well yesterday was my oldest birthday I am now the father of a 17 year old um, we're going to be having the the party with the um my my family and my in-laws are going to come over this this Sunday for for an official party uh for the first time since last year because we're all vaccinated now uh I actually took my my two youngest kids to get their first shot this afternoon so they are now partially vaccinated their their second dose will be in June sometime um I've been working on the Fump Volume 86 that is uh up and ready to go and I ordered a new t-shirt uh because some guy uh, went online and got real snarky about Psycho Stick. Um, and he said that after listening to quote-unquote real comedy music like Flight of the Concords, and I forgot who else he named, uh, Tim Minchin I think was the other guy, he realized that Psycho Stick was all herder, And Psycho Stick saw that and said that needs to be a t-shirt. So Psycho <laughs> Stick now is selling a t-shirt that says Psycho Stick is all herder. And I bought it. So that will be arriving soon, I hope. <laughs> so, Dave, right, so what have you been stick, up to? I, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. I was going to ask. Uh, oh, oh. Psycho Stick isn't officially part of the Fump yet, are they? No, they've never posted. Oh, okay. I don't know if they've... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've told them about it. Um We've talked about getting them to Fumpfest. Uh, I fear they may be loud, uh, but um, yeah, no. They and they actually just just resumed so, their um, their online streaming concert series this afternoon, so I got to watch that. So this incredibly popular on the internet comedy band that you've known personally for a while is a group of people you have yet to tell about the Fump. I'm pretty sure I've told them about it. <laughs> Man, when you say that you're bad at promoting, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yet no one else will step in and volunteer. So, all but, right. well, just follow my rule and only release comedy songs on odd numbered years. <laughs> that that could work, except I don't know what I would release on the even numbered years because I, I. I was asking just because I was thinking we could mention you know plugging that 
the sale of that shirt in the FUMP newsletter, but if they aren't part of the FUMP, then I guess... Bleh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I did... Um, yeah, I did an even-numbered year during the 2020 decade, I guess. <laughs> I did Hotel Consolation. Yeah, well, the 20, 2020 doesn't really count as... 2020 kind of does not count. Yeah. You know, it's going to be one of those, you know, like, odd episodes that we don't admit actually happened. Right. You know, it's 2020 is not canon. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. I like that. I, it's like, I it's like you're now in there's the There's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I may make that. That's great. <laughs> uh. I, I'm at my funniest when I have no idea what I'm talking about, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I sit around and watch my brain sometimes like a, an audience member going... Wow, that was really hilarious. Wow, that was really stupid. You're like, <laughs> I want to heckle myself sometimes. Yeah, I do that too. So, well, what have you been up to, man? Can I, can I go? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Speaking of heckling, uh, there was a really good sketch on Saturday Night Live uh, over the weekend uh, where when uh, uh, Keegan. <laughs> Keegan was uh, 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 hosting, and it's basically they're doing the Muppet Show, but after Statler and Waldorf start heckling Kermit the Frog and and you know uh, somebody pretending to be Lily Tomlin on stage, uh, Keegan and uh, Keenan Thompson come out as like the security of the Muppet Theater and start like yelling at Statler and Waldorf to be quiet, and then you know soon after they they go up to the to their box and basically start beating the crap out of them, and it's a really funny sketch. There's only one thing that I kind of find, for lack of a better term, offensive about it. The puppeteering was horrible. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I mean, it was passable for the bit they were doing, fine. But it was just like, I was sitting there going like, I could grab any two of my friends that helped me make any of my puppet <laughs> videos, and the three of us would have done a better job puppeteering. <laughs> it's like, even, you know, just kind of, you know, as simple as doing this when the words are being said. I mean, because whoever was doing them, I don't, I don't know which actors were playing Kermit and Statler and Waldorf, but it's like, how do you, how did they not know the very basic precepts of how <laughs> puppeting works? I don't know. So, whatever. It's like one of those things that I just have to kind of let go because otherwise it's just going to stew in my brain forever. But yeah, when you have expertise in something, you just cannot watch. TV and movies about it. I mean, like, every time, like, the other day I saw something, it's double decrypted. It's going to take me, you know, approximately one plot scene to un unencrypt this file. I'm like, no, if it's encrypted correctly, it's going to take you approximately one million years You're to right. <laughs> encrypt this file. Yeah. If, if your files can be decrypted in, like, convenient plot moments, you did not do a good job. Yeah, that's yeah, the same reason my father... My father can't watch any medical shows of any kind because, like, you, you know, it's like they always like whenever they 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 put an X-ray up in the in the film thing, they always put it up backwards. But um, he, he he likes to tell the story of this one show he was watching where um, they the doctor came in and put an X-ray up and like yeah, and the doctor says yeah, this guy is in serious trouble, and my father says yeah, he's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, like, in the first few seasons of the show Scrubs, like, it always ends with the somebody throwing up a, a thing like that. And apparently, like, in the opening title sequence, it was backwards for, like, the first few seasons. Mm -hmm. And then, like, when in whatever season a new character gets introduced, and then <laughs> during the opening title sequence, she stops it and it's like, wait! And then, like, she fixes it. It's like, that has been bugging me for years! <laughs> and then oh, the rest great. of the series, it was right. <laughs> the other thing I'm hoping will happen... Uh, is uh, I think this coming Saturday night is the uh, uh, season finale, and I'm hoping what they'll do is maybe have like, in, in, as a as a carry on last week's sketch, like maybe during the Saturday Night Live news they'll have like whoever puppeted Kermit the Frog like come on to like make a statement about you know people who might have been offended by that sketch, and then like as that Kermit the Frog is doing it, actual Kermit the Frog shows up behind him <laughs> to like 
Because the Muppets have been on the SNL tons of times. It would be funny if the proper Muppets showed up. Which also made me wonder, did they puppeteer it bad on purpose just to make sure, like, for the sake of not getting in trouble with Disney or whatever, it's like, no, this is clearly not the real Muppets. Look at how bad we're doing this. <laughs> That's possible. They may have done that. Yeah. Anyway, Ooh, I just defeated executive dysfunction. <laughs> Ooh. I wrote down 2020 is not canon on a piece of paper. All right. <laughs> so I don't forget that I said something funny, you know? <laughs> anyway, let's you said something show. funny today. This should be marked and celebrated. I'd like to point out Dave is wearing a FumFest 2020 t-shirt, which is also not canon, but it exists regardless. <laughs> I actually kind of like it. I love it, actually. I Honestly, that's one of my favorite designs of, of the FumFest t-shirt. I'm wearing the 2016 shirt with Paul and Storm. Well, you know that Blasted Bill Putt made Dementia 2003 t-shirts, and that con never even happened. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted it to. It just... Hmm. That's funny. I have a Consolation t-shirt somewhere. Oh, did they make those? Yeah. Oh, I did not hear about that. They've done that. a whole lot of Constellation merch. I also have a Constellation badge. Oh, nice. I am part of that uh, group. Uh, I didn't, didn't see that. And I I have, you know, in my entire lifespan of going to cons, God, I've been going to cons for 40 years now, and I have pointedly never used a badge name twice. I'm <laughs> always changing it. Uh, you know, which gets hard after a while. For a while, I was doing, like, set theory math joke so I would like give them like strings of parentheses and then they'd screw it up and I'd yell at them uh, <laughs> but um, yeah I wrote I can't do that or yeah I can't do that Dave on the consolation bed somehow I don't think I've ever used before huh, nice but now I'm just gonna I, I, I put it on a badge clip with my bag full of stuff that goes to cons and I'm gonna have it attached to every con for a while Nice. Excellent. Until the joke stops being funny. Or... <laughs> All right. So pandemic. you posted a song. Give us a quick intro to the song. and We'll give it a listen. So um, I did not write this song, which is unusual for me. Um, I have a friend, Brian, and I just known Brian for a long time. We were coworkers at one point and a couple of points, actually, because if you're in IT, be nice to your coworkers. You'll work with them again. Um, but anyway, um, Brian's not a musician. But he messaged me. He's like, Dave, I wrote some lyrics. Do you know any musicians who might want to do something? And it was, I want a vacation, which is this Ramones parody. And it was hilarious. And I'm like, dude, I'll do that. And then, you know, I'm not wanting to put a lot of effort into it because, you know, it was dystopian Groundhog Day still. And um, I went out to uh, my drummer Justin Hartley's place. Uh, Justin and his spouse got COVID early, so I always felt safe going out there, <laughs> figuring, you know, lightning's not going to strike them twice. So... Went out and uh, Justin and I sat down with one microphone and an acoustic guitar and his cajon uh, and I handed him a copy of the lyrics and we just banged it out, very punk style. And then, then Brian listened to it. He's like, I never thought of doing this as an acoustic song. I'm like, punk is punk, man. <laughs> punk is not the instruments you choose. It's how you approach the music. All right, let's give it a listen. Here is I Want a Vaccination by Dave Stagner. <laughs> you cannot pat yourself on the back while keeping time. Yay! Oh, wait. <laughs> it's like rubbing your belly and patting your back at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it does not know. work. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's such a simple song. <laughs> you know what else doesn't work? <laughs> Count again. One, two, three, four. Coming, 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 it's time to go. I want a vaccination. People to see and places to go. I want a vaccination. Just keep it cold and colder while it's on the plane. Ship it, ship it, ship it before it gets too late. They won't control your fingers or change your DNA. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. 
like if we get the vaccine, does it cure zombie or cause zombie? Maybe both. Yeah, we need more zombies in this apocalypse. Yeah, and that's just like, that's just how we get in the studio. Like, you listen to records that Justin and I worked on, especially with Beth Kinderman, you'll get little scratches of just ridiculousness in the studio. Yeah, it's great when and, stuff like that happens. I mean, the Cirque du What recordings were the same way. Just the four of us goofing around for all, you know, three days, basically. Yeah, and the the eyes thing is, uh, that's that's a reference to uh, oh, that Jonathan Colton zombie song. Mm-hmm. Why am I blanking? Uh, read Your Brains. Read Your Brains, yes. <laughs> and, you know, we just started saying eyes instead of brains, referencing the lyrics. Then we saw Jonathan Colton on May 1st, which was hilarious. And like <laughs> the whole audience was in on the joke. Like this is the Minneapolis Spanish community all says eyes now instead of brains. And so, you know, he's, he's up there and like, we're all going eyes. And he's like, you guys are weird. <laughs> you know? He also called me an open source hippie. So huh. nice. Was that this year on May 1st or, or pre? Oh, previous God, year? that was many years ago okay. on May 1st. Uh, yeah, that was. I was going to say, because I didn't think ago. he was performing yet. I actually just got an email from him today with some new tour dates for later this year. Oh, I, I, I just got tickets last week for my first like real concert in June 17th. Nice. I'm going to go get to see a musician, like a major musician, live and outdoors. Nice. So excited. Things are going to start uh, happening again. Yeah, it's everything's starting to feel normal. I'm glad the song got on on the thump while it's still funny. Well, yeah, because we're kind of right in the middle of the the you know the big vaccine push right now, so the timing was good. Yeah, even the whole like the line in the song "parties with friends by the year's end." It's like you know, parties with friends by you know. Like, june let's hope well let's hope at least by the end of august because fun fest <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like looking forward to cons i um you know convergence here in minneapolis is a big deal and yeah beth and i are actively involved in that is convergence um, going to happen this year i probably shouldn't talk about okay. what's going to happen because <laughs> I'm on ConCom and I know, but there are things that aren't public. All right, that's fine. So I didn't know if they had um, announced anything. You don't have to spill secrets or anything. <laughs> no, I, I'll I, I'll bite my tongue there. But um, yeah, and uh, OVFF, which is a filk con in Ohio, mm-hmm. it's Beth and I love going to. It's a huge deal for us. We missed it last year, um, and um, yeah, I've written comedy songs and in songwriting contests there. And um, so OVFF is like Halloween weekend. So we're pretty sure it's going to happen. And oh, okay. I'm yeah. Super yeah, excited should, about it that. It should happen by then. Yeah. Everything yeah. I think by, by Halloween, we should have cons and be back to normal. Yeah. It's just so nice. One would to hope. Feel like I could do things. Eating in restaurants and going back to the gym and, I, I'm actually yeah. planning to go back to movies because um, uh, A Quiet Place 2 opens this weekend, and I kind of need to see that. So, <laughs> Saw my first movie in a theater on Sunday. Nice. My son and I went and saw Demon Hunter, which was freaking awesome. Demon Hunter? I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, I, I mean, because I'm not an anime person. It's an anime series he loves. Okay. I, you know, I'm too old to be an anime person. You know, like, I'm like Akira. That's good anime. So, but, um, yeah, I went and the movie was great. It was so worth seeing that level of animation in a big theater. The fight scenes were incredible. It was just a blast to be back in a theater eating too much popcorn and really, really <laughs> desperately needing to pee and not being able to pause things. Yeah. You know, all, all, all the grand traditions. Just the little things the that you miss, you know? <laughs> it's the little things, like needing to pee, and you're like, the movie's going to end in 20 minutes. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I'm not going to miss this scene. <laughs> yeah, you if, know, if nothing, there, if nothing else happens between now and then, that makes me say, like, oh, I'm going to go see this in the theater. I'm kind of saving my first 
back to the theater experience for opening night of Space Jam A New Legacy. <laughs> I just, it's like, talk about the ultimate movie to go to see after not being able to see movies for a year and a half. It's like, I, I hope it's on IMAX, because if it is, I am freaking getting that. <laughs> it probably yeah. is. It's just, it, it's nice to start feeling somewhat normal again. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I'm glad things are working. Well, as I, as I mentioned, we're having our first, you know, party for, for my kid this weekend, you know, and I, I want to have them write like 16 slash 17 on the cake for, you know, happy birthday. <laughs> I've been suggesting that like, we should just like, every time we see friends we haven't seen in a long time, just say happy birthday. Yeah. Okay. Because all of us missed a birthday. Mm-hmm. Let's just everybody say happy birthday to each other. Yeah, I took I like my kids idea. out to um, to like some VR experience thing, like the day before everything shut down, like right after MarsCon last year. Mm-hmm. So it was. It's weird. You sort of think like. What were you doing when the nukes fell? Right. <laughs> yeah, MarsCon last year was the the last you know big event I did, um, and we haven't done much since. We we did go see my parents last summer, I think once, maybe twice, um, and that was it. I think. Yeah, my in laws came to town for Mother's Day weekend. It was the first time since we'd seen them since Christmas before last. And mm-hmm. Going out next weekend to Virginia to visit my mother. Oh, nice. So, yay. Things are happening. Everything's yay. happening. I'll go to Virginia Beach and see a beach and see the ocean. <laughs> so are you looking forward to performing out again? Oh, I'm so looking forward to performing it. I actually have a concert uh, this Saturday as part of uh, Festival of the Living Rooms. Oh, cool! Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much comedy music people have been following it, but uh, Blind Lemon Chiffon from uh, the Filt community mm-hmm. just started organizing online Filt concerts on Zoom, and they're like once a month. And a lot of people who normally would never get a concert slot are getting concert slots within the film community. Mm-hmm. And people, it generates really good audiences. And a lot of cons that have been canceled that have music tracks, uh, he's organized music tracks for them. And sometimes it's like awesome music tracks. Like I, last time I did Festival of Living Rooms was like in March and I had like 200 people in the audience. Nice. It was crazy. It was for some filk con in California that I would never go to normally. I mean, there. If, if I'm going to California, there are things I want to do more than a filk con, which is saying something. Well, you've got nine people watching you right now on Twitch, so you know that's a start. Yeah. So, <laughs> so because uh, I I play a ridiculously diverse amount of music, um, different kinds of music. This Saturday, I'm playing an all-instrumental solo acoustic guitar show. Oh, interesting. You know, just like... And um, some of it is soothing, and then I grab a 12-string and a slide, and I bang out War Pigs, because I can. (laughs) It's marvelously intense. Uh, my, My spouse posted on face. She found an image on Posted it on my wall on Facebook of uh, Piglet from Winnie the Pooh playing a little cigar box guitar. It was called War Piglet. Nice. Yeah, she's had to listen to War Pigs too much. And um, I'm I'm doing like a, a a country blues version of the Star Wars theme and cool. Just you know Fun how stuff, my yeah. brain hears music is just a weird place and just because there's no lyrics doesn't mean i can't make it comedy yeah i was thinking of myself as a comedy guitarist mostly (laughs) yeah that's it's tough it's difficult to do comedy without talking without you know words but it it can be done you know the smartest brothers are very good at it i remember seeing like 
a Victor Borgia video on HBO mm-hmm. and watching Victor Borgia, like hardly saying a thing. He was pretty quiet. He was funny with his piano and he was hilarious with a piano. Yeah. I remember seeing a, um, a skit with uh, Tommy Smothers and a, uh, a pianist like battling back and forth. And it was just a silent skit. The two of them dueling, musically and it was hysterical yeah i mean musical instrument there's a lot of things that you can't say in words i mean that's to me that's the great advantage of learning to play a musical instrument well but the things you could that the feelings you want to express that aren't necessarily in words are sometimes funny and and there's a lot of funny things you can do that's why i love playing with justin hartley because he's so funny Mm mm-hmm and and he's a funny funny musician um i get he he's constantly recording these things in in his uh studio just like all these crazy instruments he owns this out of tune piano that hasn't been tuned in 50 years and <laughs> accordions and he just like bangs out this crazy crazy spike jones kind of instrumental improv stuff and I feel like I'm the only person who gets to hear it. I want to help him produce an album of it someday. Yeah, he but should some put of something it is out. just yeah. really funny. But it's just instrumental. There's no Luke, lyrics. you're muted. We can't hear you. Luke. Luke, we can't hear you. We, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Nothing. <laughs> There you go. There you go. There. Heard if the you do a Kickstarter for that, I will donate to it. I I will let him know that. I will too. Because yeah, people should hear this stuff. It's so funny. Cool. It's so musically interesting. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Like the whole, you know, Spike Jones thing. I love stuff like that. Nobody does that anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's it's trying to be comic with instruments rather than words. It's just unusual these days. I don't, maybe it's always been unusual. I don't it, know. Yeah, it probably has been. I mean, I, I can't think of too many people who did something like what Spike Jones did. There was a thing at... Uh... Disney's California Adventure, when they had their, um, I forgot what they called it. It was like a big kind of Pixar celebration span of time. And they had a group what they who, that they called the Pixarmonic Orchestra, who, you know, came out with live instruments and, you know, played a bunch of music that's well known from various Pixar things. So they'd play like the, you know, Incredibles, you know, action theme music and, you know, all the other stuff. Uh, but they would typically end by doing uh, a Spike Jones version of You've Got a Friend in Me that is mind-blowing. I was just sitting there with my <laughs> jaw down, like, you know, jaw hit the pavement, but smiling, watching this. I'm like, this is the closest I will ever get to seeing Spike Jones live. And it was amazing. So go to YouTube and uh, just Google, you know, Pixarmonic, <laughs> Pixarmonic Orchestra, you got a friend of me, whatever. Pixarmonic Orchestra, I yeah. have to remember it's, that. It, it's, it, it just, when they finished, I was like, yeah, oh, another great thing they did. Um, remember uh, in um, Inside Out, uh, they, the the running gag about how the, the double mint gum uh uh, that commercial uh, yes. would always get stuck in uh, in their heads. Like between every song, it'd be like, "Reminder, we're brought to you by Double Mint Gum." Double Mint Gum. It was just like <laughs> the exact same thing between every song. I'm like, "You're geniuses." So I, I don't think they do that anymore. I think it was a limited time thing, but I'm like, that was one of the best things I've seen at a Disney park ever. Um, was the the yeah. So the That's only awesome. other thing I can think of as far as instrumentals that I've heard lately that kind of blew my mind was uh, on uh, Shoebox's uh, Pac-Man EP, the, the Pac-Man theme that he did and arranged is friggin' amazing. Mm, it's, yes. it's just, Sounds like him. You know? Yeah. Because it's, it's like he incorporated all these other musical element, elements from the video game and from the cartoon and put it in. The, it's like, I really generally don't listen to instrumentals repeatedly, but that is one that I just, it is such a jam. I want to see like, 
a bunch like you know how <laughs> you know like like you know kind of gymnast dance routines i want to see a gymnast you know bunch of awesome kids doing like an acrobatic you know <laughs> dance to that like jumping around like twirling ribbons and stuff and then like you know other acrobats that look like you know that are like the bad guys come in during the bad guy music part just oh just it'd be amazing so yeah that would be cool yeah I, it's fun when you've got those little short pieces of music you can put them in as a repeating themes um like the ninjas every once in a while would uh play mommy's broken <laughs> death, like <laughs> three or four times during the course of a set well, yeah sometimes we do mommy's naked too yep <laughs> i remember <laughs> I, I i remember like see you do that way back when at uh mars con and with eric coleman and like shoot Whipping around, going, you can't parody a three-second song. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, Devo can. Yep. he's good that way. And, and we didn't even tell Eric what we were doing. We just kind of, you know, pushed him up on stage and said, "Play the Mommy's Broken chords." And he was like, uh, "Okay, dun 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 dun." And he actually, instead of playing seven chords, he only played six. So I, my timing was screwed up, so I didn't come in at the right time. <laughs> yeah, but it was fine. It was I, fine. I, Nobody noticed. <laughs> I did a little musical thing like that too on the This Is How Elvis Died EP. There's a, a track on there that oh, I was in a songwriting contest and I was like, the, it was themed on time travel. I'm like, what's the simplest possible time travel song you write? So it's like, it's this little musical riff and then you hear, oops and then the guitar goes crazy. Then it goes crazy again. Then it goes crazy again. Oops, bloop, oops, oops. Oops. <laughs> and, and then I, I tagged it on, I think, as a hidden track again at the end of the record. Um, but it was really fun to be able to record that because while I would, I'll occasionally throw that in live in a set. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, the explanation of the song title is longer than the whole song. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the pros and cons of time travel. <laughs> um. But being able to do it in a recording where I could just loop the guitar and get perfect repetitions. Yeah. It was, that was a, 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 a nice, subtle instrumental joke. Now, what you could really do is um, you could record this, record that song and get it pressed to vinyl as the last track on the album and then make it so that it's an infinite uh, groove. So that it just keeps playing at the end of the record. Oh God! If I ever, if I ever like released a comedy album on vinyl, that would be worth doing. <laughs> I don't know oh, what it man. takes to do that. I know it can be done because I know people have done it, but I don't know what it takes to do it. Yeah, it would just have to be exactly the right length. Yeah, that can be done. Yep, you can figure it out. All right. Yeah, if the Beatles can do it, I can do it. <laughs> so do you have anything you'd like to plug? I think I already plugged. Um, Beth Kinnerman is working on a record we've been working on through COVID. It's not funny at all. Okay. Um, and um, we'll forgive Beth you. tracked all of her uh, vocals and guitar parts at home in lockdown. Nice. And she's like, Crank, recording it all on her cell phone and garage band and sending it to me and then I pull it into Logic and I start putting 15 tons of crap on it because <laughs> Beth and I never learned how to not do too much when producing and then we added Elizabeth to the band and she'll like stack 10 vocal parts because she can <laughs> and, and Elizabeth's already in Maryland so she's already recording remotely so we've just been like remote building this record and we just it had fallen fallow because I was breaking down psychologically and dysfunctionally because dystopian groundhog day. And, um, but this week we had them get together for the first time in ever. Nice. And yeah, Justin and Beth came over to my house and we, we got Elizabeth on a zoom meeting and we listened to what we have so far and figured out what we need to do next. Um, 
yeah, it's it's called Sisyphus, Ten Songs About Hope. And and right after Beth and I got together right after MarsCon last year to sit down and do our initial planning session. This is our next album. She had eight of the songs written at the time, knew what the other two would be about. And um, then COVID happened. Kaboom. <laughs> and, and a couple months later on Twitter, somebody was like, oh, what did you do personally to cause COVID? And Beth responded, I sat down with my bandmate producer to start planning our next album about hope and how difficult it is. So it's all your uh, fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. I, I'll blame Beth. She's the songwriter. All right. Well, all right. you guys run with the rest of the show. Yep. We will run with the rest of the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you're, wel great. you're welcome to stick around, obviously, if you'd like to. Um, oh, sure. I can say snotty things. I do that. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do some news after this promo. Attention comedy musicians and comedy music fans. The Logan Awards are taking open nominations for Outstanding Comedy Songs and Videos released last year for this year's awards. Did you release a comedy song or music video last year? Or have a favorite comedy song or video that was released last year? Then nominate it for the Logan Awards today. What are the Logan Awards? To put it simply, they're the Comedy Music Awards, presented annually by the Funny Music Project and are presented in three categories. Outstanding Original Comedy Song, Outstanding Parody Song, and Outstanding Comedy Music Video. If you have a comedy song that was released last year that you'd like to nominate for this year's awards, head to loganawards.com and click the Nominations tab at the top. There is a minimum and maximum of five nominations per person. Hurry! Nominations close this year on May 28th. For more details about Logan himself, the awards, and more, check out loganawards.com. Help us commemorate the year's best comedy songs and music videos with a trophy, the way they do with every other form of entertainment. But if you want your favorites to win, you have to nominate them by May 28th. Get your nominations in now at loganawards.com, brought to you by thefump.com. Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news, the Fump Volume 86 is now shipping, featuring all of our songs from March and April of 2021, including Stuck Here in Dubuque by Carla Ulbrich, WandaVision by Jeff Whitmire, which inspired the Brady Bunch-themed album art, um, My Girl's Wop by Robbie Ellis, Lazy Day by Knuckleheads, which was the number one most requested song on the Dr. Demento show last month, Buying Braziers Together by The Boobles and Air Fryer, Brews by, Air Fryer Blues by Ross Childs and many, many more. Plus the live performance from the Fumpcast of Robbie Ellis performing My Girl's WAP. Uh, CDs went out to Level 2 subscribers on Wednesday. Level 1 subscribers can download their digital copy from the store at thefump.com. If you're not a subscriber, information about that can be found at thefump.com. Level 1 offers all of our digital downloads, including the full compilations, for $4.99 a month. Level 2 offers that, plus the bi-monthly CDs for $9.99. Uh, note there are seven people who haven't had their CDs go out yet because I'm having trouble with Endisha.com. Uh, if that's not sorted by Saturday, I will just take them to the damn post office and mail them then. So apologies to those seven people. I don't know who they are offhand. Um, there is currently a sale happening over at Needle Juice Records for $3 off Commodore Touchdown by TV's Kyle to celebrate Kyle's birthday, which was also yesterday. Same birthday as my kid. So go to NeedleJuiceRecords.com and look for Commodore Touchdown and save $3 on the vinyl. And as we mentioned in the promo, the Logan Awards are still accepting their nominations. So if you haven't nominated yet, head over to loganawards.com and nominate your favorite nominees. Luke, anything before tour dates? Nothing. Nothing. Again, Luke with the nothing and the... Nope. It... There it is. There it is. Yep, we lost you again. Okay. Yep. I heard. I heard the snap. I heard the snap. Oh, and he's gone. He'll be back. <laughs> All right. In that case, uh, tour dates. 
Um, Sundays on YouTube, Escape from the Secret Lab featuring Dr. Pinkerton. I believe this season is going to be wrapping up in the next few weeks. Thursdays online, Steve Goody. Fridays online, Carla Ulbrich. And then coming up on the 27th online, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. And uh, we'll give Luke a moment to come back. See if he had, because he looked like he wanted to say something. Let me text him. My brain was MST3King that whole thing. Because my brain MST3Ks every conversation. And I was like hearing air fryer boobs. <laughs> air fryer <laughs> boobs would be a totally different thing. Wait, TV's Kyle is your son? No. <laughs> that would be amusing, but no. Oh. All right, so I don't... Hi, Salvador. Oh, hi, doggy. Wait, let me... Here. All right, so I don't think Luke is going to be coming back. So, just me. All right, so in that case, let's get into the second song for this week, uh, plus uh, with like a 10-minute or so interview with Beth. Here is Flat in the Outback by Bad Beth and Beyond. Australia and loaded up my ute for I longed to see its wildlife as deadly as it's cute. I drove up the Stewart Highway with hopes to see some fauna only two weeks until Christmas. It was like a bloody sauna. I saw kangaroos and emus and my mood began improving for wildlife is exciting even when it's not moving A roadkill, Australian roadkill Technically speaking, it's a wish I can fulfill To see these famous critters is really quite a thrill Even when they're very, very still your car he just spirals in the air so slow down and be careful or you might be roadkill too at dusk or dawn especially you could hit a kangaroo if you've heard that ruse can kill you then the rumors are all true then heading east to queensland where they say the coast is golden a platypus would be platypus beneath my sturdy holden Australian roadkill Technically speaking It's a wish I can fulfill To see these famous critters Is really quite a thrill Even when they're very, very still I saw here with bad beth and beyond or just bad beth i guess the beyond is the musical portion or something how you doing beth i'm i'm doing all right considering you know this is way past my bedtime 
usually like about two or three hours before this, you know, I'm already hanging upside down in my closet with my wings over my face. But I, I stayed up late just for you. I just, I appreciate so, it. you know, I fucking hope you appreciate it, man. I totally appreciate it. I, 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 I can tell, I, I know you're a night walker, so it's, it's, this is, you know, we're recording in the middle of the day here, which is dangerous for you, I get, but I appreciate it. You know, I'm I'm allergic to sunlight, but I've got it's kind of like an EpiPen, but it's got human blood in it, so you know that that makes it all right. That's you know, helpful, I can I can yes. hang in there. You know. So speaking of dangerous things, uh, tell us about this song. Oh, this song. This, this is uh, goes back a few years ago. I was in Australia, and you know, I was I was singing my singing my songs and 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 playing some some places and learning some interesting things. You know, uh, like certain things that like mean different things in the United States of America that mean just totally different things in Australia, but we'll get to that. Okay. But, uh, you know, I thought, Oh, great. You know, I'll get to see some fucking kangaroos, you know, and I, I fly into the airport, you know, and it just looks like a city except everybody's like, you know, driving on the wrong side of the road and everything. But, you know, halfway into the tour, you know, I start getting into the outback and, you know, I see, Oh, look, there's a, there's a, there's a kangaroo and, you know, why won't he move? You know, it's, it, it's, it turns out he was dead. So, uh, you know, I, I, I thought about, you know, th there's a, there's a psychological disorder that you might not have heard of, you know, and I, it's called a uh, bestiopedopyronecrophiliac, which is somebody likes to do dead baby animals on fire. But, uh, this thing was, uh, fully grown and I, 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 it was bushfire season. You no, know, you're not supposed to light no matches or nothing, you know, in the mm. summertime. You know, I, I think Guar did a song about that. I'm not sure, but I have heard of that oddly. Um, but yeah, it, so it, it occurred to me that um, seeing dead animals in Australia is probably the only safe way to see animals in Australia because everything down there tries to kill you. Yeah, but they don't have guns, you know, so we're kind of <laughs> even, you know, it's it's like, you know, there, there's some things that, that don't try to kill you, but uh you know, that's why they all go, the, the ones that don't try to kill you go, go extinct, you know. Yeah. I, saw, I saw a photo recently of some Australian animal that was really tiny and it was like wrapped around this guy's thumb. It was adorable. I forget what it was. And the, the caption said that not all, not all Australian animals can kill you. You know, don't be fooled. He wants to. He just can't. Yeah. Well, you know, it's that's not entirely true, you know, because because some of them. You know, once they get close enough to you, you know, they they taste good. You know, it's now these are it's it's hard to make like a, a an etouffee or, you know, a, a gumbo in Australia because ingredients act a little differently. You know, that's that's it's maybe it's the reverse polarity. I don't know. But the yeah, well, you're below the you're below the equator. So things spin the opposite direction or something. I don't know. And, and here's something, you know, uh, that I thought I, I was prepared for everything. But uh, apparently I was on one of these gigs and they were talking about uh, the dessert. I had to make an announcement, you know, during the dinner course that mm -hmm. the dessert was sticky date. Now, you know, I think of a date being a mark on a calendar uh, or maybe, you know, a, a romantic outing if you're kind of hoping to get laid. Or maybe this is my date, meaning the person that you're hoping to bang, you know, at the end of, of said romantic outing mm -hmm. uh, or a kind of, of a kind of fruit. You know, and I found out that... In Australia, it also a date also means your third eye, and I'm not talking about that Hindu shit either. I'm talking about the third eye where the sun don't shine. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm telling people, oh, a sticky date. That wouldn't be the first time I've had a sticky date, you know. And and everybody's laughing, and I think I'm really funny, you know. I'm going sticky date. You got the cutest little sticky date, and they're just I'm just like, thank you very much. You've been a great audience, and that's when I find out that, you know what I'm really singing about. So that might have to be my next uh, Australian inspired song. That could work. You might have to explain the reference for people outside of Australia, but uh, that could definitely work. I think they, they probably know that sticky date means different thing, you know, things in, in different ways, just like here in, in the United States, you know, if you say, and I would imagine, and I haven't heard this used improperly in Canada, but in, here in the States and in Canada, if you use the word fanny, you know, it, it just means mm -hmm. something kind of, you know, the thing on, on which you sit. Yeah. You know, and you, if you go to Ireland, if you go to go to Scotland or England or the Isle of Man or Australia, Fanny is 
Your front bottom. Yes. That I did know. Yeah. So how was your trip to Australia? It was it was long. It was great. It was it was four months of, of driving on, on the left hand side of the road, you know, and you know, trying to take pictures of all the dead animals and you know, having Vegemite for breakfast and and uh you know, getting used to explain some of my strange vernacular, you know, you know, because I was, I kept talking about my fanny pack and people thought, oh, she's this un uninformed American. No, I wanted something to pack my fanny with, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's, that, that'll teach me to go to Aldi's when I should be going to a, uh, going to, you know, a sex shop or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was December, which means it's hot as balls. I, I believe that that somebody else wrote a song about it's hot as balls outside. Well, you know, yeah, because in the southern yeah, in the southern hemisphere, it gets hot in December and it gets cold in July. It must have been weird doing like the Christmas thing down there with when it was really really hot. Well, yeah, there was a, a Santa run, and uh, the the Santa uh, on on Christmas Day on some of these small towns, you know the. Santa Claus, he he comes out, you know, dressed all in fur, and he's sweating, you know, he's sweating like a, like a politician uh, before a jury, you know, and and uh, you know, because it's still the tradition, and all the they take the fire truck through the through the little towns, and you know, all the little kids come out, and he hands them icy poles, you know, what we would call popsicles, and yeah. and and lollies, which is any kind of any kind of candy whatsoever, you know. But what I thought was really interesting was the Santa. The, the guy in the Santa suit was the town mortician. <laughs> well, again, he knew all he knew where everybody lived. And I was like, you got to give me some dirt, man. You got to give me some dirt, you know. And then, you know, I asked him if he would be a mortician for some of this roadkill that I that I saw. You know, he said he only uh, he only uh, gave funerals for for human beings, which I thought was discrimination. Yeah, only deals with people. That's yeah. You gotta you gotta yeah. broaden your focus a little bit sometimes. I mean dead wallabies, dead wombats, dead cows, dead sheep, dead quals, dead bilbies, dead koalas, dead platypuses, dead echidnas. None of them get any dignity. So what was your favorite dead animal of the Australian bunch? Hmm. By my favorite, you mean what I had the most fun with? Or uh, just uh, oh, uh, animal that uh, I would have uh, liked the most if it had been alive. Any any interpretation of that? Let's see. There was this poor little emu. Emu was just uh, sitting on the side of the road, and I thought it was one of those French fry guys, you know, like in the in the old uh, McDonald's commercial. Bon spars, bon spars, bon spars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the the yeah. fry guys, yes. The fry guy. I thought it was one of those, and you know, it. Uh, all I could think of, because I'm from Louisiana, you know, and I see this big old emu and I'm like, I could make a serious gumbo out of that. <laughs> well, it's dead. I mean, it's not going to put up much of a fight. You could still do it. Yeah. You see, I've got this friend, you know, I mean, I do have friends just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. But I've, I've got this friend named P.H. Fred and he wrote this song called Emo Emu. And uh, I mean, he says Emo Emu, which flows better but that's not how you pronounce emu mm -hmm. and if you don't believe me go to australia and say emu and see how many people will turn around and want to choke a bitch <laughs> all right so do you have anything you'd like to plug uh you mean songs or, or things that i want to plug you know when the when the camera's not on i was thinking Cause, songs cause I, I got a fanny pack here you know and it's, mm -hmm. oh, oh songs yes it's it's my song called flat in the outback and it's all about getting to see those uh those cute little creatures where they don't move they don't do much but at least you know they're not gonna kill you yep okay and uh and and everybody should go to the fump.com and buy my song or you'll be next you know especially but that's that's only if you you wear a kangaroo suit and and uh, i might start driving on the left hand side of the road by ha out of habit you know it might get kind of weird yeah that could get messy yeah all right. Well, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Uh, I think I'm going to go 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 to bed now and, and crawl into my coffin. All right. Good luck. Catch you next time. All right. Thank you, Tom. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. 
Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. Feedback. Eclectic Lee wrote, Fump Lee? Well, fump you. Oh, wait, that was a compliment. Oh, okay, well, still fump you. It's a compliment. Thank you, Lee. All right, that is all the feedback we got this week. So... Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah! Teasing. Tomorrow's song is by Ethan Moyer. And Tuesday's song is by Knuckleheads. And tomorrow's Spotify playlist topic is food. All right, uh, Dave, plug yourself one more time. Dave, you're muted. You're muted. We can't hear you either. I turned it off so there nobody would have to listen to my dogs barking as my spouse <laughs> went out the door and the dogs flip out because I have very noisy dogs. So, plug me. Uh, yeah, go, go listen. I want a vaccination. Well, it's still funny because it's got about a month life left in it and then nobody's going to want a vaccination. Um <laughs> Because we'll all have it, or we'll all be like, I am not getting Bill Gates' microchips infected into me. I'm just going to do hydroquinine instead. That's safe. Yep. Um, and um, other than that, cons are coming back. When cons come back, go to them. Uh, concerts are coming back. I'm so excited about live music. I'm just going to plug 2021 because as we said at the beginning 2020 is not canon right and we're going to ignore it right uh, 2021 is where it's at 2020 is not 21 2021 go see concerts go give your friends hugs if they're into that sort of thing um go do stuff go be normal again or you know not normal again if that was your thing it's always been my thing to not be normal, so whatever. Yep, same here. And Bad Beth and Beyond can be found on Facebook. Just search for her Facebook page and you will find it. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. Luke is off doing more important things. And there's Dave. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefump.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say, Double mint gum! Double mint gum! Double mint, double mint, double mint gum!